Hey, I'm Kevin, the student pastor at Shore Church again. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To find out more about us or what's going on at the church, head on over to scog.com or download the app. Hope you enjoy the message. Good morning. And uh, as we go through this online service, I want to make it uh, really clear to you guys, you can join us on Facebook or you can join us on YouTube or some of you are doing both at the same time. I I know that you are and that's just fun. So uh, if Facebook starts to get a little jittery, that's fine. Jump over to YouTube. If YouTube gets jittery, jump over to Facebook. We can't control what these huge platforms are doing. Uh, Facebook is trying to figure out how life works when every church in the country is trying to use their online platform at the same time. So uh, there's ups and downs to all of that, but please don't give up on us uh, in any time if you are uh, pressing into these online services. As always, these are available all week long as well, so you can catch us if you miss something. We're doing a different uh, lineup this morning, services in a different order. The message is going to be now. Uh, so uh, if you're getting your cup of coffee, go sit down right now because uh, this is about ready to get real uh, right now, and that's what we're doing. So uh, we're going to play with the worship order. We're going to play with different things to see how we can be more impactful in your life and in this moment because we know online services, it's new to us, it's new to you, and how does this all work? So please bear with us in this moment, in this time. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this service. We're kicking off a series called Not Today Satan. Not today, Satan. And I feel like this is kind of really important to who we are, what we're about uh, in, in this moment. Because the temptation, the frustration, the isolation, all the stuff that goes on right now, it, it's so easy just to kind of get defeated and to get frustrated. And we all have our moments, right? We have our moments in which we are kind of beat by this moment, uh, that we're just like this feeling of sadness this feeling of, because you just think about the stuff that you've maybe had to give up, had to sacrifice, or missing out on, stuff that your kids are missing out on, it's just, ugh, right? And if we let ourselves go to, it's okay to feel that for a moment, for a time, that's a real emotion, but if we let that just kind of snowball in our life, then we become defeated, we become beat, and we draw deeper and deeper into the isolation. And in this moment, in this time, I want to say with you, not today, Satan. I'm not losing today. And so that's kind of where we're planting our flag, where we're going to go for the next foreseeable future in our messages is how does this work? How does this look like when I just say, no, 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 I'm not going to fall into that today. I'm going to be better than that. I'm going to be stronger than that. And through the power of Jesus Christ, I can overcome all of that. Because the reality is day in, day out, we're either winning the day or we're losing the day. At the end of this whole pandemic, there's not going to be a tie. Tying is not an option. You either will win or you will lose. Your family will either be stronger or it will be not stronger. Uh, it will be a lot weaker. It will, you will either ha- overcome some of the issues that you have this, with your parenting styles and with your kids, or you will kind of fall victim to that. And I was looking at, as I was just thinking, I couldn't sleep last night. I don't, I don't know why. I guess I was too excited about the message today, but I just couldn't sleep last night for a while. And I was thinking, you know what? We're building the habits that are going to last for a long time in this moment, in this season. We're building habits into our marriage. We're building habits into our kids. We're building habits that, because this is going on. Now with school being officially canceled for the rest of the year, these habits are going to get ingrained and ingrained. So if you're letting your kid play um, 
video games all day long, it's going to be a pretty big shock when you're like, hey, you can't do that anymore. Well, why not? I just did it for the last eight weeks straight. Well, you're annoying me, kid. That's why why we're taking that away from you. That doesn't work. There's going to be a lot of angst. There's going to be a lot of frustration in that. If, you know, all kinds of different stuff, there's habits being formed that can really mess up the future of your home life or your uh, your marriage, or even if you're by yourself, you're forming habits of, you know what, I didn't take a shower for the last three days because no one cared. Well, folks, that's a bad habit to get into. You probably should bathe regularly. I'm just saying. Uh, but there's, there's all kinds of different things that go on there, right? You, you have to build habits that, that promote you winning in this moment and in this day. And so we're, we're going to kind of delve into that because at the end of the day, we want to say, no, 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 no. Satan, you don't get the win today. Even though the cards are stacked against us and we have every excuse in the book to be cranky, to be frustrated, to whine a lot, no, 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 I'm not going to be that person today because Jesus has a better plan for my life, has more for me. And so uh, we're going to delve into a specific scripture for the next, like I said, a bunch of weeks. I have no idea how long this is going to take, but we're, we're not in any hurry, right? Uh, we're going to go through the Sermon on the Mount, which is Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So if you choose not to do the Next Steps Guide um, as your daily Bible reading, if you've already done the Next Steps Guide, I want to just give to you each week, try to read through Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It is loaded with the goodness of the teaching of Jesus Christ. What the Sermon on the Mount is, is basically Jesus' stump speech. It's his spiel. It's the the talk. Uh, He probably didn't have... He had variations of this speech, of this sermon, of this message, but he didn't really stray from it. This is a pretty all-inclusive idea of what he's supposed to be teaching. Now, he takes parables and teaches into direct moments in people's lives all the time. But if he was, if you see him, well, Jesus was teaching, what was he teaching? Well, go back to Matthew 5, 6, and 7. This is what he was teaching, or some variation of it over and over and over again. Why would he do this? This is the bare bones. This is the stuff you need to know to follow God. This is the stuff. This is how you deal with the day in, the day out things. This is how you deal with greed. This is how you deal with with frustration. This is how you deal with uh, marriage issues. This is how you deal with anger issues. This is how you deal with all the practicality stuff of of life. So Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is how you deal with the practical. This is how it applies. And in our moment and in this time and in this season, I feel that we, are, we really need to step into how do I apply this into my season right now? How do I get the practical? I don't need a bunch of weird head knowledge, Jared. I don't, I don't, I don't need to know the Greek words of everything. I need to know how do I apply this in this weird season right now? Because if I let this season hit me and I'm not prepared for it, I'm going to drown. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall into depression and give way to the anxiety and, and just kind of collapse underneath the weight of this moment. And so as your pastor this morning, I want to start by giving you the foundations and the tools that Jesus gives us to say, hey, you can not only just survive this moment, you can thrive, you can win, you can beat this moment. You can come out on the other end with a stronger uh, relationship with your kids, stronger uh, relationship with your spouse, Maybe a stronger self-identity of who you are in this moment and in this time. So we invite you to that. Matthew 5, we're going to start out with the Beatitudes. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is the reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. All right. It's important to know who this is being spoken to. This is the start of this sermon, and and, and it's going to go into a lot of depth, but we have to know who it's being spoken to. This is being spoken to the everyday worker, the lower classes, the carpenters, the masons, the farmers, the shepherds, the butchers. This is who this is being spoken to. It's not being spoken to the presidents and kings and senators and big, the people that have all the power. This is being spoken to the people who feel downtrodden that don't have any hope, the people who are struggling in the day-to-day, the people that are going through life and going, how are we going to make it in this moment? The people who feel forgotten, the people who feel isolated, the people who are struggling. And what does Jesus say to them, to the context? This is who who these people are. They've come out of the towns, taken the day off, and, and come out of the towns to see him and hear him preach. And this is who he's saying, I see you. I know you. I hear you. You're not alone. In fact, he says, blessed are you. Now, this word blessed is, is weird. It doesn't uh, translate into English very well. It means all kinds of sorts of things. It means blessed. It means happy. It means lucky. It means special. And so Jesus is saying in this moment, you are special, those of you who are poor in spirit. You are special, who are meek. You are you are known, you are fortunate. And in this moment, you and I might not be feeling very fortunate, special. And it's hard to understand that. But Jesus is, is doing the same thing to people 2,000 years ago. It's like, I know you don't feel like it, but you, you're the special one. You're the fortunate one. You're the lucky one. And then he goes on to talk about it. See, the Beatitudes are about being known. That Jesus knows their plight. He knows their station in life. He knows what they're going through. He knows that because he was raised in a carpenter's home. He knows what it means to scrape together a living. He knows what it means to to go through the nitty-gritty of life. And he says, I know you. I know what you're going through. I know the pain. I know the frustration. I know the worry about where my next meal's coming from. I know that. And guess what? You're special. You're fortunate. You are blessed. The Beatitudes are about having hope in a hopeless situation. See, these folks are inundated with no hope of ever rising above their collective station. There's not a, a plan for them to go to college and get a degree. There's not, there's not a, a plan for them to, you know, 
hit the market and do all kinds of stuff. There's there's not a there's not a self-starting. They can't do a you know sell something on the side and all of a sudden get a second job. It's it's not where where it's at. They're they're stuck at where they're at. And there's no hope for any reprieve. There's no hope for them to be redeemed from out from under Roman rule. They they have no hope. They're they're in this just rough situation. They're they're given their plight in this world is to be oppressed by the Roman government. And so Jesus is seeing them in that moment and knowing their frustration, knowing their their hopelessness and saying, you are blessed. There is hope for you. There's something more for you. I see it in you. Just hold on a second. And for us in this moment, I think Jesus looks into us and sees us and says, I know you feel alone. I know you feel isolated. I know you feel frustrated. I know you feel disappointed. I know you feel all these things where it's just hard right now in this moment. And you are known. I see you in your pain. I see you in your frustration. I see you're in isolation. And you are known. You are loved. And there is hope for you in this moment and in this time. So the question I have for you to put on uh, up on Facebook or YouTube comments is, how have you been blessed this week? Because one of the major ways in which we kind of flip the narrative in our our head is we start thinking about all the positive things that are going on. Because it's real easy to start the negative cycle of just thinking about how frustrating everything is, and we all of a sudden start doing a spiral out of control and negativity. So how have you been blessed this week? What opportunities have been afforded you this week that you wouldn't have had if you had a normal work week, if your kids would have been gone to school all day, uh, whatever that looks like? How have you been blessed through maybe online meetings? How have you been blessed through uh, different ways in which you're neighboring? How have you been blessed by time with your kids? How have you been blessed by times with your spouse? How have you been blessed by just having time? Because when we flip that narrative and start thinking about all the positive things that are introduced into our lives, we plant a flag and say, not today, Satan. You're not destroying my hope, my joy, and my future today. No, 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 not today. And we have to switch that mindset to say, no, 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 no. I am blessed. I am known. I am cared for. I have a hope and a future in who Jesus is. Whether our present reality is stinky or not, I have a hope and a future. So the Beatitudes are about being known in a sea of anonymity. The Beatitudes are about being known in a sea of anonymity. It is so important to remember that we are known. See, even our work has divided us between people who are essential and non-essential. Like, how dare they classify our work, whatever we may do, as essential or non-essential? What kind of self-esteem blow is that? Like, this is what I give my life to. This is what I give so much of my time towards, and you're classifying me as essential or non-essential. That plays with our head. That plays with our heart. That plays with who we are, our self-worth. Everything right now is going towards this is important and that's not important, or you're not important, or you are important. And in this moment of of just ease of us to get down on ourselves or to feel so broken, we have to plant our flag and say, not today, Satan. I am known. I am cared for. I have a hope in who Jesus is. Truth in this moment that Jesus is projecting in the Beatitudes, and he projects in our life in this moment and in this time as well as Jesus sees you. 
He sees you. He sees you wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through. He sees you. He can cut through the smoke screen that you put up, and he sees you. He sees your heart. He sees your soul. He sees your mind for for what you're struggling with and what you're going through. He sees if you're having victory in each day. He sees if you're being defeated by each day, and he knows you. And for some of you this morning, you need to be seen. You need to feel seen. You need to feel like I'm not alone in this in this moment. And I promise you, you are not alone. Jesus sees you and he knows you in this moment. Jesus values you. See, as he ends the Beatitudes, he compares this sea of people to salt. And salt is this incredibly valuable commodity, especially back in ancient times. Now, we kind of, don't value salt as much. We are all like, don't put salt on my food because then I'm going to have a heart attack and all these things. We are inundated with too much salt and this society desperately craved salt because salt was one of the only ways in which you could preserve food. You could preserve value. And so it was incredibly, incredibly important. I mean, we're talking about being in Israel. There's not that much, you know, snow and ice to preserve any sort of food. And so you've got to preserve it with salt. So it's a very special commodity. So it, it, it enhances food, right? If you have the right amount of salt on a beautifully grilled steak, oh my goodness, the flavors pop. The, the juices just feel better in your mouth with the right amount of salt. It enhances the flavor. So salt does a couple of things, right? It, it preserves and it enhances. It also does another thing, which I just find this amazing. As I start uh, researching salt in the world, what it, what it does for our bodies is it actually is the conduit for electricity to travel between cells. And so the salt, what it does is it provides the pathways of power through our bodies. The pathways of power from cell to cell. That's what salt does. So it enhances. It makes everything taste a little better. It makes everything work a little better. It preserves. It makes everything last longer. And then also it powers everything. It becomes the power conduit of our lives. So what Jesus is saying is you are the salt of the earth. You preserve. You make everything taste better. You make life worth living and you power it all as well. Don't lose that saltiness. Don't lose who you are, because then you're good for nothing. But when you are salty, you enhance the flavor. You provide the power. Jesus sees you in your situation. He values you as salt, as the way in which the power of the Holy Spirit is is emanating into this world, that you have a call and a plan for your life, that you get to be the hands and feet of Christ in this moment. Whatever that looks like, whatever that, that means, uh, the way in which you're interacting with your neighbors, the way in which you're interacting with people on uh, online formats, the way in which you call or you FaceTime with your friends, the way in which you inject life and love into other people. You are the power conduits in this time and in this moment. And so when the temptation and the frustration of the situation hits us hard, we have to say, no, 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 no. I'm going to be salt. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to be trampled on. I'm not going to be thrown away. In this moment, I'm going to keep my saltiness. We plant our flag and we say, not today, Satan. 
Today, I'm going to be the salt of the earth. Today, I am fortunate. I am lucky. I am blessed. I am special. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today, and thank you for this time and this moment. Jesus, this moment, I need to feel known. I need to know that I'm seen by you. I need to know that you are with me. And so, God, I just ask you, wherever these people are, all around our country, all around our world that are watching this live stream, that they would feel known, they will feel seen, they will feel you in their lives in this moment, in this time. That you would give us a supernatural strength, a supernatural feeling of victory in our lives as we plant our flags to say, not today, Satan. You're not stealing my joy. You're not stealing my hope. You're not stealing my future. My faith, my trust is in Jesus Christ who sees me and knows me and has a plan for my life, has bigger things for me than being isolated and being alone, has a community for me that I can enhance the flavor of life, that I can preserve the people around me, and that I can be a power conduit in which changes the environment that I live in. Lord, would you do amazing work in our lives this morning? that we would feel your presence. That we would know what it's like to sit on the mountainside and have Jesus Christ look into our eyes and say, you are known, you are special, you are cared for. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Thank you, Lord, for walking with us. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us at church this week. And a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe. And don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.